The Artist Life Podcast is brought to you by Real Creative Heart. Heavy the head that reps the crown. With love, your greatness is found. So rep your crown. Live from Hamburg, New York, Art is Life. Welcome to the Art is Life podcast with your host, Russell C. Holt, where we sit down with artists from all career fields and we discuss their perspectives on their art and what it means to them in life. So sit back, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Hey guys, thank you for joining me on another episode of Art is Life. I'm your host, Russell C. Holt, and today we are live in Hamburg, New York at Jay's Barbershop, where I'm with my host and another close personal friend of mine, Jay, Jason Lape. Um, I've known him for quite some time, uh, since the World Gym Error. That, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a good good um good time. Um, and yeah, uh, he was a a uh, avid workout um, personal trainer. personal trainer. Um, he uh, tried out the bodybuilding for a little bit. Um, he was a manager at the at a gym as well, and. His, ne- his newest art form and adventure has been, um, he was pursuing a, uh, the ability to become a barber and he became that and now we are in his barber shop that he has obtained over, um, since he started doing this was a couple years ago. Um, Three years ago. So I'm gonna stop talking because I'm rambling right now, but it's all good. Um, so without further ado, I would like to introduce to you guys on another Artist Life podcast, um, Jason, aka Jay Lape. Welcome, Jason or Thanks Jay. For, thank uh, taking the interest. Oh, and stopping on. Oh, thank you. As you could see, just hit me up. I don't know if you could tell. You just hit me up with a f- fresh cut, you know. So <laughs> we had to get the fresh cut first, you know. Let him know. Let you guys know he's got some skills. Um, but yeah, Jay, uh, thank you for uh, joining me today, and I would just like to. Um, get into it you know let, let let people know about your their story on how you've got this barbershop pretty much like what what you did prior yeah uh like you said it started in the fitness industry so uh, a number of years uh personal training managing gyms uh getting people ready for fitness competitions things of that nature uh, always took an interest in art. Art has always been kind of the, the driving force in my life. And oh yeah, because you uh, draw as well. Yeah, uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, it's not just drawing. You know, a little bit of painting, drawing. I, I even went through a little stint where I was doing a lot of art with coffee. Okay. You know, so I don't know, breaking open a K cup and making you know some sort of piece of art out of the, the coffee grounds. You know, but I don't know. It's always just been a fascination of mine. You know, anything that's creative. You know, I, I don't know. That's just how my mind works. Uh, barbering is just. Uh, one of those industries that allows you to, to make an income at art, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, I, I was always kind of pursuing something in art as far as a job, but, it, you know, like I said, there's just very limited avenues that you can take to make a living and, and be creative nowadays, you know? Right, right. Uh, so, you know, I started out as, uh, you know, in high school, I was cutting kids' hair just as a side hustle. Oh, okay. And uh, it just kind of blew up after that, and I had a, a handful of people that I would cut, you know, my entire childhood, and 
you know, then life just kind of went in a totally different direction, you know. Uh, ended up getting into the fitness industry, like I said, and started training people, and then got wrapped up into the corporate world, and just kind of figured that, I, you know, I kind of went down this direction that I never really intended for myself, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know, I've always just been kind of more of that uh, off-the-beaten-trail kind of a guy. You know? So, like, the fitness thing just kind of happened on a whim type deal, like you were working out, you were no, concerned? No, I actually, I was working for a company, and they had a gym inside of the company, and I had never worked out before. You know, I guess the, the, the whole fitness thing, that's a whole other story, but uh, that kind of stemmed from an accident that I had when when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I got ran over by a drunk driver as a, a kid as a pedestrian, mm -hmm. and uh, put me in a wheelchair for months. And you know all sorts of you know long drawn out uh, you know rehabilitation on broken leg and all sorts of different injuries and stuff like that. It just kind of got me into the gym. And like I said, I was working for this company. They had a gym inside their their facility, and mm -hmm. just started working out one day and realized that I. I Loved working out, loved the atmosphere of a gym, and so I uh, joined a gym and then later got talking to a couple people that were working there and, you know, people that were personal trainers and managing a clientele and uh, just really took an interest in it and so pursued that, that industry and did really well. Uh, again, this is a whole nother topic, but it's kind of how I got into this whole thing is that uh, 2013 I had a unique opportunity that uh, the Buffalo Sabres had a lockout. And so they weren't able to use anyone that was on the payroll. And so a lot of the guys that were playing for the Buffalo Sabres at the time, they started pouring into the gym that I was working out at, and uh, the gym that I was working at, rather. And uh, you know, we, we all kind of wondered why these guys were there. And, you know, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. No, no feather in my cap or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I had a couple guys that were pro athletes that ended up hiring me as their personal trainer. And... You know, then that kind of led into getting an opportunity in the uh, uh, Sabres arena. You know, so 2013, I got to work with a lot of the athletes and I uh, got a really unique opportunity to, you know, work with pro athletes. And I just, I knew that it was going to be a short-lived kind of a thing. And, you know, it's more of like a, a make-a-wish kind of a thing for someone that had a passion inside right, of fitness. Right. And I just happened to rub elbows with people that had some influence in the arena. And so they got me an internship and so uh, ended up being there for you know a number of months mm -hmm. and training athletes and I, I again I knew it was a short-lived kind of a thing so I, I asked the, the the head strength coach at the time his name was JT Allaire he allowed me to bring in a photographer and I took some pictures of some guys and uh, I used that as a marketing tool to promote myself with inside the gym and picked up all, a whole bunch of clientele because of it and uh, then my job kind of morphed into more of like a, a management role, mm -hmm. you know, the, the company that I was working for at the time, they made me a director of personal training. And then at one point in time, I was an area director of personal training. So I was overseeing, you know, a number of different clubs and their personal training departments. And I, I just kind of found myself in a, a position where I didn't want to be, I didn't want to manage people, uh, you know, and it just, I, I found myself kind of miserable in the job, you know, right, right. Again, always had this creative kind of a, a, a mindset and uh, wanted to pursue something that was a little more creative and, you know, it just seemed like, you know, barbering was like uh, something that not necessarily fell into my lap, but something that I had done when I, I, was, I was a teenager, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, it just kind of came natural to me. Uh, and again, with having a little bit of a, a creative kind of a mind and, you know, some artistic ability, it seemed like a, a decent career path to, you know, try to chase down and... Uh, you know, I also kind of missed the, the aspect of managing a clientele, mm -hmm. you know, like when I was doing personal training, I had a, an enormous, you know, clientele and I really enjoyed working with people, 
Uh, I enjoyed helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and there was a lot of self-fulfillment with it. But, you know, like I said, over time, it turned into more of like a, a management corporate gig than anything yeah. else. And like the fitness kind of just... Uh, yeah, kind of. It was like it was you know, the just... passion that I initially got involved in, uh, or involved for rather, kind of dissipated, and now it was just you know I found myself into this you know day in and day out kind of a grind, mm -hmm. you know, and nothing that I ever intended on being in. Right, you know? right. So again, you know, I, at the time, uh, you know, I, I I asked this guy if I could hire a photographer, and uh, you know, so I took all sorts of pictures and me training some athletes and. You know, then I used those photos to promote myself when I went back to the gym, mm -hmm. and it, you know, it, it worked. It, it blew my business up. I had a, an enormous following as far as the clientele, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know if it, you know, it had anything to do with it, but it certainly helped. You know, right. and uh, you know, then, then, uh, you know, I, I found myself in this position where you know I didn't want to be, and you know, I eventually I just kind of thought, well, if I'm going to change anything, I'm going to change it now, and so I, I quit my job. Uh, I was slated to be promoted to a, a, a vice president, you know, which would have been a, a great career path, but just wasn't in the cards for me. I wanted to pursue pursue something a little more original, something that you know maybe I created, something that's going to stimulate my artistic side, you know. So I uh, quit my job, ended up going to barber school, and you know picked up odd jobs in between, you know, while I was in school trying to manage a, a school schedule while you know being able to pay my bills and such and. Uh, the whole barber thing, man, that's been a journey too. Um, before you, before we get into that yeah, journey, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, so, cause you, you, you said you were, you know, on the roll to getting like promoted and everything like that. And you just like quit your, you know, like that's a mean, it's a heavy thing, a right? heavy, yeah. like <laughs> low, like a heavy, uh, I think I probably I was the pay cut is what yeah, I was looking right. for. So I'm sure like, my wife probably had a little bit of stress over this. That's whole thing. yeah. That's what I was yeah. gonna ask. Like, cause you're it's not cause if you if you're by yourself, okay, I can understand that. You know, you're only you're only worried about yourself. Right. You can you can figure. But you you no, have a wife. I had, I had bills. <laughs> and, I, I had, a, so, I had yeah. adult bills. So yeah. like so like how was that? Uh, do like decision like and what made you like just say you know what oh, screw it and like be and like get your wife on board to like. My wife is so used to all the nonsense that I put her through as far as taking, making rash decisions. It's never been in my nature to overthink things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I've always been somewhat of an adrenaline junkie. And so, you know, I, I don't know, one of my biggest hobbies is skydiving. You mm -hmm. know? So, you know, if you're going to overthink things, you're never going to make anything happen. You know, right. I don't know. You know, I, I, I had an awesome opportunity in this job. You know, I could have made a really great income, but it just would not have been the path for me. And I would have been miserable. Right. You know, so... I thought, well, it's either make a choice between pursuing something that's going to make you happy or stay in this miserable job. And to me, that just wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you know, well, you're not happy right now and you're, you're really the only person to blame if you're in a spot that you don't want to be in, you know? So I thought, well, you got to take it upon yourself, you know? So right. again, you know, a pretty radical decision at the time, you know, and I think probably a lot of my family members probably thought it was a little radical. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I had a great job, you know. I right. had full benefits and a great salary, and you know. Uh, and that and that's that's something I want to you know, touch on. It's like, cause I, I've I've done some rash things in my my day as well. Nothing as crazy as jumping out of a plane. I yeah, I, yeah. I don't maybe someday. I don't I don't like flying planes, let alone jumping out of one. Yeah. But um, I can understand where you're coming from when it comes to like you know if you have a passion or you have you you don't feel like 
you're being fulfilled in your current position no matter how much money you're getting paid like it's no point if you're not going to be happy and you're not going to really give it your all so i can understand that and respect that um but yeah like just like can you did you you want to touch a little bit about that like how why is that why it's more important to be passionate about something as opposed to having the money you know what i mean i've never been much of a materialistic person Mm -hmm. uh I mean, I like making money just as much as the right, next person, right. you know, but I look at it as a, it's, it's a tool for me to do the things that I would prefer to do other than obsess about making money, right. you know? And, you know, I also recall a guy telling me uh, many years ago, uh, I forget what it was actually uh, even about, but I remember him telling me that, you know, maybe don't pursue something just for the sake of finances. Mm-hmm. Pursue something for the sake of passion, and that passion will spill out and it'll become contagious to everyone right. else. And then eventually the money follows suit. Right. And, and, you know, it, it, in my life, it, it seems like it does kind of fall yeah. true. Especially, you know? like, especially nowadays. If, you, if you're doing something that you love and, you, you know, you're, you're enjoying what you do, that love is contagious. And then other people want to jump on board with that. So it, it was a radical decision, but it was a decision that I, I felt really confident with because I was excited about mm-hmm. it. You know, and if you're excited about something, you're typically not going to fail at it because, you know, you're passionate about right, it. Right, right. You're passion- going to keep doing it regardless if it makes money or not because you're enjoying right. yourself. Even during the tough times, having that yeah. love will carry you through. Um, so, yeah, getting going back to the barber, barber school. So you started, you went to barber school. How, how was that? And- uh, barber school, you know, in New York State is, uh, you know, a process. And you have to go to school to become a barber. <laughs> Everything in, in New York State is a process. A bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I quickly realized in barber school that I wasn't going to feel adequate providing the service with the limited amount of skills that I had. Mm-hmm. Barber school, it teaches you the basics. It teaches you how to get by. And there's a, a common phrase in our industry. It's fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be one of those people. Okay. I, I, I didn't want to get involved in this industry after quitting a job and then giving people uh, a, a subpar kind of a service and then burning bridges with people. So mm-hmm. out of school beyond that, uh, I thought, well, how can I create a little more of a, you know, how, how can I learn more about my craft before actually diving into it? Mm-hmm. You know, so completing barber school was, you know, the first component of becoming a barber. Uh, you know, and then along with that, you have to take on an apprenticeship. So uh, in New York State, they require you to do 100 hours under a master barber. So mm-hmm. that, you know, required finding a barber that would be willing to take you under their wing for 100 hours and you know, give you a little bit of a, a guidance period. How, you know? how was that process? Was uh, it? Good. And, you know, I was really fortunate that I got to apprentice in probably the best barbershop in this area, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the guys that I apprenticed under, you know, I still consider them some of the best barbers in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel blessed in the, the sense that, you know, maybe other people didn't get the same opportunity to, to you know, mentor under the same type of uh, quality of people right. that I did, but... Even after that, I even then thought, you know, I still don't feel ready. You know, I finished barber school, I finished my apprenticeship, and then I just still had this, like, uh, this need to continue to learn, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I was just kind of, like, spitballing some ideas on, you know, what should I do to, you know, really kind of hone in on my craft before I get involved. And, you know, at the same time, you have to make money, too, you know? So that's always in the back of my head, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, hey, you can learn all you want, but at the end of the day, you still got to start making money right. at what you're, you're yeah. trying to, you know, pursue. You eventually have to put the plan into action. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, I, you know, I had a, a really good barber instructor, and he had mentioned to me, he's like, listen, man, he's, he's like, if you don't feel confident cutting hair, 
just yet. He's like, why don't you do spend a little bit of time doing a little more apprenticing? Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, if you're going to do any more apprenticing outside the 100 hours that New York State requires of you, he's like, I encourage you to do it at different places. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't do it all at one place. Everyone's got their own style. Mm -hmm. You know, barbering is a craft. It's an art. It, it sure you know? is. So no different than sculpting or drawing or painting or anything of that nature. This is a live moving canvas, mm -hmm. you know, and it's sculpting. Right. You know, everyone's got a different shaped head. And, right. you know, the more you get into this, the more you really realize that it is genuinely a craft it's right. an art and it's a craft that if you mess up it will be noticeable for sure <laughs> yeah. and, it, you and, know, it's, and it's you... it's also something that could hurt your reputation right you know so that's that's kind of where i was at is you know do i get involved in this industry that you know uh i've worked now i've completed school i've completed my apprentice you know apprenticeships and do I just jump right in and, you know, give subpar services until you get your feet on the ground, you collect some people? And I thought, I don't want to do that. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to do things the right way, maybe kind of like backpedal a little bit. And so I, I took this, this barber instructor's advice and uh, I thought, well, you know, who am I going to apprentice under? You know, I don't know any barbers aside mm -hmm. from the guy that, you know, I apprenticed under for right. the hundred hours. Did you want to name drop that, that of? Oh yeah, shop? District Barbershop, man. They're the they're where it's at. Mm -hmm. No, Paul Laurie, he's the owner of District Barbershop, and I still consider him the best barber in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You know, better than myself. Mm -hmm. I hope to eventually be, you know, one of the best guys in this area. But right, uh, fortunate that I was able to link up with some serious players in mm -hmm. this industry. You know, and yeah. I I think that that's really honestly what has accelerated my career. Right. But again, you know, I I was at this crossroads where it's you know, do I just jump right in and potentially burn bridges with you know new customers or do I take a little bit of extra time in in the learning phase really hone in on my art on my craft mm -hmm. you know and so I started thinking well I'm gonna do that I'm gonna I'm gonna start apprenticing under a whole bunch of different barbers mm -hmm. and I'm gonna choose all sorts of different types of barbers mm -hmm. and you know I didn't know any barbers but I just started following them on social media and mm -hmm. you know I found ones that were considered to be number ones in their cities uh, you know guys that had a really strong following people that it really had a lot of respect in them and as far as the game is concerned mm -hmm. concerned and uh, so I started emailing barbershops across the country just people that I found fascinating uh, and for all different types of reasons not even just the craft but you know some people that had a really great business plan right right you know there's all sorts of moving components to running and operating a successful business and it's not just your craft you right, know, there's a lot right. of other components that are involved yeah you know so that's uh, that's the un that's the thing when it comes to like when you want money when it comes to your art you got to do all these extra yeah. moving you got to do all this yeah, extra right. stuff so yeah right you got to get your name out there you know you got to hone in on your craft and you know I, there's also the business aspect mm -hmm. of this you know I'm not a naturally a businessman right most you know? most people aren't yeah so that was also a learning curve you know so I, I'm fortunate to to be able to say that I I've also been able to pick the brains of some really successful business people nice, you know nice. I. I so again, I started emailing a whole bunch of different barbershops, and I don't know how many I must have emailed, but it was upwards of 50 different barbershops. People that I found fascinating, that were successful, that you know created a good reputation for themselves. Mm -hmm. So over the course of you know several months, uh, I lined up a ton of apprenticeships, mm -hmm. and these apprenticeships were in different cities, in different states, mm -hmm. all across the country. And you know, as I'm moving forward to setting this, you know this apprenticeship up with different barbers across the country, you know, now I'm, I'm trying to cross that hurdle of, well, how do I pay for this now? Right, right. You know, that's, that's the next big key of this whole thing <laughs> is it, you know, like if I'm going to apprentice under a barber that's way out in Kansas City or Colorado or Los Angeles, you know, this is going to take some, some doing to get to these places, yeah. you know? 
So over the years, just again as a hobby, being a creative, you know, thinker, uh, I like to paint, I like to draw, uh, all sorts of different things. And you know, my house has just been a, a a collage of different art that I've done over the years that I never knew what to do with any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so it just really just sat around my house collecting dust and. I don't know, I think my wife had mentioned, she's like, you know what, if, if you're going to take this, you know, trip and, you know, study under different barbers across the country, she's like, you know, why don't you try selling some of your own art, you mm -hmm. know, so it was kind of a, a neat idea, you know, like getting out of the corporate world to get into more of a creative kind of a setting, being able to pursue a, a lifestyle of, you know, an artistic trade, you know, and then also fueling this whole thing with selling my own art. It was just like, it was kind of a perfect marriage. It was, right. a, it was a great idea, you know? And so uh, over the course of, I don't even know, I think it was like 72 days or something like that, I decided that every, every week I would post a different piece of art on social media pages. I would promote myself and, you know, explaining to people, hey, I'm about to take this big, long cross country epic journey to apprentice under different barbers, you know, all the way from Buffalo to California. and. You know, to be able to fund this entire big epic, you know, adventure, I was going to start to sell some of my own art pieces for the sake of getting into an artistic kind of a field. Did it um, scare you at all to do, to put out, put your uh, stuff out there on the public social media like that? I don't like know, that? man. I, I, my or brain just doesn't work like that. You don't, yeah, you don't even my, think about it. It was just like, I mean, it's right. not to say that I don't get antsy, you right. know, and, and that's not to say that I'm impervious to, to anxiety or anything like that, but... My brain just doesn't work the same mm -hmm. as someone else. You know, again, I, I jump out of airplanes and things like that. Right. So I'm a little more of a an irrational, uh, spontaneous kind of a, a decision maker. Gotcha. Maker, you know. So uh, no, I don't think it really worried me a whole lot. I, it, you know, worst case scenario is it didn't work, and then right. you figure something else out. You Where know? You, when you when you got a because you you got a pretty good. Um response for your art right yeah. so were, were you surprised were you so you were yeah. surprised about yeah. that uh you know I, I like my stuff but you you know as an artist or someone that has you know any creative or artistic yeah. ability you don't know how other people like your right. stuff yeah you know and a, lot, a lot of times people will be like oh that's really cool or you know they'll give you compliments on something that you've done but you don't know if they're just you know schmoozing right. you or just you know, being just nice, nice or whatever yeah. you know but it worked, you know, I, every every week, uh, I think it was like every Wednesday night, I would post a new piece of art on social media pages, and uh, I allowed people to bid on that particular piece of art, and I left it open for bidding for a week, and then after the week was up, I would announce the winner, and then I would package this piece of art up, I would wrap it up really nice, I would put a business card in there, and, you know, promoting myself to eventually become this barber that, you know, I had just finished school, and... People knew what I was up to, you know, mm -hmm. so I would then deliver this piece of art to their home, you know, and this went on for, like I said, you know, a little over two months. Yeah. So you made it, so you promoting and then you also made it personable. So that was also a key yeah. thing to And like to I said, it, it was like kind of like a great marriage because it was, you know, this guy that's getting out of corporate, you know, is pursuing something that's artistic and hey, to be able to launch my new career, I'm selling my art mm -hmm. to be able to get into this. And, you know, then on top of that, you know traveling the country to apprentice under other borrowers and tying them into this whole thing mm -hmm. you know so you know over the course of 72 days uh i raised a little over seven thousand dollars in art sales yeah you know and it was enough to send me across the country you, you know? think you think about doing any more and selling I, some more just because uh <laughs> no i'm too busy now i really i don't even recall the last time i did anything artistic oh. honestly and that's kind of the beauty of this job is it 
you know, at one point in time, I would go to my job and then I would come home and I would do something that would feed that artistic need of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, so I found myself often like going to work, working a, a 60 plus hour, you know, work shift and then coming home and, you know, drawing or painting as an outlet. Mm -hmm. The beauty of this job is that I don't even recall the last time I've had to do that because my job actually fulfills that need. Right. You know, all day long I'm creating. You right, know? So right. I don't really have that urging desire by the time I get home. It's like it's already been fulfilled throughout the, the course of my work day. Right. You know, so that was kind of the idea is that, you know, I want to do something that's feeding this 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 need in my life, but I also, I want to make money at it. Right, you right, know? right. So that's where barbering kind of came in place. Right. You know? So the art of barbering, what, is it, what does it mean to you personally? Art of barbering is, it, it's kind of an escape for me, honestly, man. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anyone that's worked in a job that they didn't like, they understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a day in and day out kind of a grind. And, and again, to kind of, you know, uh, reiterate what I was saying before, is that if you're in a position that you don't like, you really are the only person to blame. You know, we, we live in this society that allows you to really pursue anything that you're passionate especially about. Especially now, yeah. And especially now, yeah. you know. So, uh, you know, I just, I got to a, a tipping point, you know, a crossroads where it was like, you know, either you continue down the same path that you's always, you've always done, and you're, you're going to, you know, continue to be miserable. It's like the definition of insanity. Keep mm -hmm. doing the same thing, and you're going to keep getting the same results. Right, you know? right. And uh, I didn't want the same results. I wanted some sort of freedom. So th what does barbering mean for me? Man, it's an escape. And it's it's an escape from the everyday world while being able to make money at it, you know, mm -hmm. like, and make decent money at it. You know, this is a, a really good career path for someone that has, you know, a creative mind and wants to, you know, create something artistic. Right, know? right. Um, so, yeah, so you just acquired this place not too long ago mm -hmm. um so now you're officially your own boss and your own you have your own barber shop yeah what would you say um separates you from other barbers like why what what does jay have that you think other barbers don't or are not tapping into as much sure. as you would good question uh you know i i think that each barber offers something different for their audience mm -hmm. you know I don't know if there's anything necessarily that sets me apart from other barbers uh, you know my work ethics definitely are, are something that I pride myself in mm -hmm. uh, and, and I guess it, I, you know I say work ethics but that's mainly because I put in a lot of hours at my job mm -hmm. but I don't ever feel like I'm putting in a lot of hours I guess that's the beauty of this whole thing too yeah. is it even though I'm I'm putting in a lot of hours at my job I still feel like I'm doing something that I love. Right, right. You know, so it, it's never felt daunting. Mm -hmm. If I was working the same hours that I am now in a corporate setting, I would be so burnt out right, right. now. But here I am after work hours, and we're still sitting inside my right. business, Just still chilling. having fun. Just chilling. You know, because I, I enjoy <laughs> right. what I do. Right. You know? And that's what they say, you know? If you. If you that's the definition of a, a good career is like you, if you love what you do you never have to work a day in your life don't get me wrong man it's still work oh yeah you know, everything is still work right. at the end of the day you know if you were to ask me right now if would you be a barber if you were a millionaire probably not mm -hmm. you know i'd probably go pursue something else mm -hmm. but we're all in this position where we all have to work and pay bills and taxes so yeah it, but but there's a difference between yeah. working for someone else and working oh, on totally. their on their terms versus you know, working on your own terms yeah so. totally and you know i think that goes with different types of personalities too right you know some people like that structure mm -hmm. inside of a, a a you know a traditional type of a job gotta setting. have that insurance you gotta have the insurance <laughs> gotta have the those benefits, benefits yeah. you know a lot of people don't want the anxiety of taking on their own taxes mm -hmm. so that's a whole nother thing yeah 
And like, like I said, to reiterate with the whole business aspect, you know, uh, just because you're artistic and you want to own your own business doesn't necessarily mean you're cut out to run your own business. Right, right. You know, so there's that whole other component of this that, you know, just a learning curve, you know, right. quitting a job to jump into something that you had no idea really how to do it. You know, you thought you had a little bit of an idea because you cut somebody's hair in mm -hmm. your kitchen yeah. at one point in right. time. But you, the more you get into this job, the more and more you realize how unskilled you really are. Right. You know, like, and, and I, I kind of, you know, I'm not going to ever float my own boat and try to say that, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, reached a certain level of success. There is always something to learn in this industry. And that's the beauty of art in general, totally. and not just in the art field, but just in any field, um, in any profession. There's always something to learn. Like, no matter what, even if you have all these books, um, they 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 have an end date. So they ha it's only up to a certain point. Like, we're still living. Like, time's still going on. Like, things are still going to happen and yeah, come right. on. So, like, there's stuff constantly evolving. So we all, like, we just, we're just coming out of a pandemic that we've never seen before in our yeah. lives. So it's like, it's always going to be. So, so now, once this is over, now they're going to be writing books on that. Like, and then you're going to have to learn more stuff on how to, how to do stuff during pandemics and yeah, during, right. you know, like this. So it's like, even when you are, when someone is quote unquote, at the top of their game like a doctor or something like that there's still stuff to, that can be learned that you and you're not seeing the same stuff every day anyway I, so it's like you know it's always good to be continue learning absolutely i think also that's you should identify that too as a as a person if you feel like you've stopped growing and learning that's I, a problem. I feel like yeah you've, you've become stagnant <laughs> mm -hmm. inside of your job right you know I, I, I have an absurd amount of barbering equipment, mm -hmm. way more than I need to cut the, the public's hair. Mm -hmm. But that's part of what keeps my fascination, mm -hmm. you know, is playing with different tools and, you know, continuing to learn your craft. I just had a barber the other day. He was cutting my hair and he was asking me about a certain tool and if I had ever used it. I said, no, I've never used that at all. Mm -hmm. You know, we do the same exact job and right. he's got a totally different method at, at which how he does it, you mm -hmm. know. Right. And that to me is kind of a fascination, you know, like. Again, to piggyback off of, you know, uh, art, you know, this is the, the art of barbering. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are someone that draws, you can draw with pastels, you can draw with pencils, you can draw with colored pencils, you can draw with charcoal. The, the opportunities to continuously advance your craft are endless. Mm -hmm. the, the possibilities to continuously hone in on your craft with barbering should be endless too mm -hmm. you know and i i think in anything whether it's you know you're like you said a different career path or a barber it doesn't really matter if you've gotten to a point where you're no longer learning and you think that you're at the top of your game that's probably a pretty good indication that you've become stagnant at mm -hmm. your craft right you know right 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 for sure for sure so to piggyback off that i know we, we talked we're probably going to say the same things, but to piggyback off of that, um, so what keeps you motivated? Like, what keeps you to, to continue to pursue this? Um, what? Well, well, it's for, for well, one, an income. Right, you know? yeah, right, right. <laughs> you got to make money, right. you know? Uh, You're the first I, one to save money. Yeah, It's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting money, but no. just don't make that the main right. goal. You but know yeah. what? I don't know. I've had a really exciting entry into this job. You know, it didn't just, it, it, you know, it, this, this whole setting up, you know, apprenticeships at other barbershops. And then, you know, I, I traveled the country from Buffalo to California. I apprenticed in 19 different states with 36 different barbershops. And then just being all jazzed up about this new career. 
and then coming back to my home city and you know I had a job lined up at a, a local barber shop where I was supposed to start upon you know return from this big epic cross-country journey you mm -hmm. know and uh, you know I wasn't even in it for very long and then we get shut down by a pandemic mm -hmm. you know so I, I've had this really kind of a, a whirlwind entry into this career path that's like Man, I don't see myself getting bored anytime soon. So how, just want to touch a little bit on that. How was barbering during a pandemic oh, versus man. not? Well, you know, I, I had started my career as a barber maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years into uh, uh, at this shop that I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. you know, so I had really just started really creating a lot of jam, you know, uh, Got myself in a matter of a year to pretty much fully booked, you know. Uh, and again, I think that had to do with, you know, I have a lot of people that support me. You know, my, my customer base is overwhelmingly supportive, you know. So I, I, I've been able to connect with really good people that I can't take all the credit. You know, mm -hmm. I, I you were part of my, my, you know, whole entry into this career path, you know. So I've got to, you know, thank a lot of people. It's mm -hmm. not just me. You know, a lot of people are responsible for, you know, where I am today, you know. So right. that's part of the initiative with selling art inside of my own shop is that mm -hmm. I started this with the love of art. And, you know, then people purchased my art to help me get into this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just always been something that I thought, well, as soon as I open my own shop, I'm going to do the same thing for the public. I'm going to allow them to sell art out of my location. And, uh, you know, I, I don't take a cut from anyone because it's all about helping the next person out. You know, people have helped me get to where I am. And so that's kind of what I wanted to encompass in my business. You know, is it, you know, if you are that individual that's trying to get your out, art out into the public, you know, it doesn't cost me anything to allow you to sell that out of my shop. Right. Like I was saying before, guys, pay it forward. Like in other episodes, it's yeah, got to pay it forward. Um, just keep the ball rolling. Um, yeah. And, th and that's that's something that you just mentioned that sep can separate you from other barbershops. Because I don't see many barbers yeah. that I've been I, to I selling art. I myself in that. You know, yeah. I, I guess that's, that's kind of what I, if, if people were to ask, you know, who is Jay the barber, you know, in Hamburg, New York, it's, uh, you know, I this this whole entry into it I, I like to really kind of identify myself that way because it's been quite the the whirlwind of a, an entry into barbering you know mm -hmm. but I think it's I think it's more than that I think Jay's barbershop is more than just a business it's more than just me cutting hair and pursuing this creative you know kind of a, a, a career path I think it's it's almost like a you know like a mentality you know mm -hmm. like when you come into Jay's Barbershop, it's an opportunity to rub shoulders with other people in your community. It's an opportunity to maybe get your name out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, hey, you know, hey, I see you've got some empty spaces on your wall. Do you mind if I sell, sell something off your wall? You know, next thing you know, you're, you're, you're making connections that you never expected to make. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, meeting people that you never expected to meet and talking about, you know, their forms of art and things that they're passionate about. I just had a guy in here the other day. I thought it was really cool. Uh, he was talking about his passion for Legos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not passionate about Legos. I think they're cool. You can do amazing things with them, though. You can make really cool things out of <laughs> yeah. Legos. But we were just talking about, like, collectibles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he, he's like, I'm a self-identified nerd because I, I collect Legos and stuff like that. And he's like, I know it's kind of nerdy. I'm like, man, I don't think that's nerdy at all. Right. I'm like, it is just a totally different direction than what general society is taking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. Someone that has kind of embraced something that they found is passionate and regardless if it's like you know part of 
you know, the, 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 the flowing tide of where society is, you know, putting their attention, I think it's really cool to uh, maybe chase down something or, or you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, just really kind of enjoy something that's not necessarily mainstream. You're right, right. You that's know, not, something you're passionate about. That's not like everybody else and yeah. not like one of the main I think if you've got a careers. hobby, it doesn't matter what it is, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think if you've got something that you're focusing your time on, you know, that to me is really cool. It's way better than, you know, you ask someone what they do for fun and they say they play video games or they watch TV mm -hmm. or hang out with friends. Mm -hmm. You've got something that you actually have a passion for. Yeah. And to me, it doesn't matter what that is. It's really cool to me. Right. You know? Yeah, because listening to it, it was on a song, on one of Logic's songs, The Credible True Story. And he and I forget the name of the guy. It was like a British guy on there that was talking at the end of it. And he was saying, he was like, every, he's like, no matter what you do, there's always someone who's going to be interested in what you're doing as well. So, totally. like, you can find, like, he said, to find something that you're passionate about, um, that you enjoy doing, and you'll have other people that are in that same boat and yeah, that'll right. find an interest in what you're doing. And he said, better to have a long life. He's like, it's better to have a short life doing what you love than having a long life living it in a miserable way. Yeah, right. And I would definitely agree with that for sure and for all aspects like there's no matter what you're interested in there's definitely always like there's what like a bill point like over a billion people in the world so there's definitely right. gonna and that, that actually a lot is something of people that, I found that in my life. you know i've had a lot of different hobbies and i've always been fascinated with getting into something new that maybe is totally new to you and then realizing Holy cow! There's a whole community of people mm -hmm. that are in love with this. Which one is crazy. Thing. You'd be like, like, cause like I, I've no, I notice it more when uh like during award seasons, cause I'm you know I'm an actor, so you know I'm watching you know more. I I pay attention a little bit about the award shows and stuff like that yeah, when it comes right. to like the Emmys and stuff like that, movies and stuff like that. More so Emmys because it's like TV and it's like so much TV out there, and like looking at certain shows and just like Netflix and like their catalog and stuff like that. It's just like who's watching this stuff, and then yeah, you right. you forget like there are people. Yeah, it's, it's like a billion people, like yeah, more right. than a billion people in, in the world. So like someone's watching it. Isn't it really <laughs> cool to connect with those people too? You know, yeah. like you don't expect every single day to walk into someone. Right. That, that, or, or bump into someone that is passionate about acting. Yeah. But I'm sure that's happened to you in your life. For sure. And then you, you just go down this rabbit hole of talking about your own passion with mm -hmm. this perfect stranger. Yeah. You know? Or like someone that you've met. Like, I remember a time I met this kid at basketball basketball camp. And it was this soap opera we used to watch called Passions. And like, we both watched it, which is crazy. It was, it's called Passion. Yeah. It was the most, most You're unorthodox. The soap, huh? <laughs> it was the most unorthodox soap proper because it had like witches and warlocks so it was like science science fiction kind yeah, really. of science or science sci-fi as well and like i meet this dude in freaking slippery rock pennsylvania he was from like i think like That's providence Ro itself. yeah he was like from rhode island or something and like we were roommates and it was like crazy like we bonded like off of a soap proper like and never met each yeah, other before. Right. So it's crazy, like, people that, that you link up with and, like, you see that you guys have the same interests and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, That's happened to me on multiple occasions yeah. in life. Just, like I said, different hobbies. And then you're like, no one's even going to, you know, right. who are you going to bump into that's into this? And right. then all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, there's a lot of people that are into this. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of fascinating. And that's why, that's why art, I think, is so important because it's like you can bond over so many different 
aspects of it and it can spread so much further yeah, totally. um, than word of mouth and stuff like totally. that but uh jay I, I appreciate you um coming on here i just got a couple more questions for you um what type of advice would you give an up-and-coming person who either is trying to be a barber or just transitioning trying to find a, something like they were yeah. in that corporate side and they they feel stagnant and they're trying to figure out their next move but they they don't have as much spont- spontaneity as you what would you uh, <laughs> how would you good question I, I think get excited about something mm-hmm. you know uh i've got a couple buddies right now that it, you know they're, they're looking for something else and you know i'm not one to give advice or anything like that i don't have a whole lot of advice to give i just had personal experiences but uh i think you need to get excited about something you right. know uh if you're looking to get into this industry, you know, find something about this industry that really fascinates you and then just chase it down, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you know, and you can go in all sorts of direct, di- different directions with this. You know, there are all sorts of different types of services that you can offer. You know, you can get into design work. You can get it artistic with, you know, little shaved in designs in people's hair and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, some people to get jazzed up about this career, they go to trade shows. They rub shoulders with other barbers, you know, they stop into other barber shops, see what other people are doing, get them excited about their craft. You know, I'm still riding on this, you know, cloud nine from even like three years ago when I started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like I said, it's just been such a whirlwind of an experience that, you know, being shut down for 93 days in a pandemic yeah. when you're only a year and a half into a new career. Yeah. That's a little nerve wracking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what I found during shutdown is that I wasn't as much concerned about the lack of income that I was making as much as I was with I missed my craft. Mm-hmm. I, I, I missed doing my job. It wasn't even about the money. And I think I really started to realize that I had found the right career path for myself when we were in shutdown. Because, you know, here I am sitting at home, unemployed. You know, at the time, they weren't really offering any unemployment benefits or anything like that for our industry. And, you know, I'm self-employed, you know, at the time. So uh, it was stressful. But it's not even the part that irked me the most is it really bothered me that someone took away my craft. Right, yeah. Like I said, I I found myself no longer doing art crafts when I got home because this fulfilled that desire. And then when it was taken from me, it was like... You'd taken, you know, part of part of my 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 craft, part of my my. Right. I don't know. It's, it, it was really hard to give up your your desire. It puts you know? puts things in perspective, and you realize um, what what really matters, yeah, and right. you know, not to take anything for granted and stuff yeah, like that. Puts in perspective that this was never about the money. Mm-hmm. It was all about the art of barbering. You know. Cool, cool. You heard that, folks. Um, so what's next for Jay the Barber? What, what else? I know you, oh, we were talking about it before. Uh, you are an avid hiker. You've been on a goal for doing that. Um, you mentioned you went cross-country um, for the apprenticeships. You still have a goal to complete all 50 states. I believe that's what yeah, you were saying, right? Yeah. If you want to talk about any of that stuff. Well, or... so, you know, all sorts of different uh, uh, ideas came from this notion to travel across the country. You know, I thought, you know, if I'm going to learn how to do this at the best of my ability, I'm going to need to learn from some of the people that have already been there, have already walked in, in, you know, uh, my shoes of being a barber and have made made a a success story for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of things became of that, you know, uh, I got to, you know, rub shoulders with some of the best barbers in the country, but, 
you know, I also got this idea that, you know, I'd eventually like to be able to say that I've apprenticed in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, years ago I started chipping away at being able to say that I, I visited all 50 states. And I, at this point, you know, years later, I'm really close. I think I've got just a handful of states left that I haven't visited. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I would like to eventually be able to say that I've apprenticed in all states. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, uh, next year I plan to take another cross-country road trip. Uh, I plan to drive from Buffalo to Seattle this time, mm -hmm. and uh, I've already started reaching out to barbers, you know, so there's going to be a, 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 a sequel to the, the cross-country journey. Nice, you know? and nice. Eventually, you know, maybe a, a career goal is to be able to say that I've apprenticed with, you know, number one barbers in all 50 states, you know. Will I ever get there? I don't know, but, you know, I think it's always good to have something that you're pushing yeah, towards. definitely. You know, right now I'm... I'm plugging away at a 20-year goal. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, I started hiking the Adirondacks, and uh, you know, it's only because of COVID that I've been able to kind of accelerate this whole process and uh, or, or, the silver know, lining. Yeah, expedite <laughs> it. You know, I was, I've been able to you know get a lot more done towards this whole notion to become a 46er in the Adirondacks. You know, for people that don't know anything about the Adirondacks or becoming a 46er. There's a ton of mountains in the Adirondacks, but there are only 46 mountains that are considered to be high peaks. And they call them high peaks because they exceed 4,000 feet. And if you climb all 46 of them, they put your name in a book, they issue you a number, and then you're forever remembered as a 46er. Uh, so that's, you know, that's the next big thing for yeah. me. I'm, I'm nearing the end of this 20-year journey of becoming an, an Adirondacks 46er. Mm -hmm. I climbed my first mountain when I was 18, and uh, now I'm at 37. And uh, I've got all of next week off, and I'll be hiking all next week, and hopefully we'll get to number 42. Nice. You know, so I only have four left, and I'm done with a 19-year journey. It's uh, you know kind of surreal, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, one thing at a time. You know, I'm right. gonna complete this thing, and it's all you know, about I, uh, you know, maybe uh, continue to chip away at the the barbershop apprenticeships across the country, and mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I, yeah. It's all all about just enjoying the moment, just being in the moment. Maybe staying busy. In, yeah. Staying busy with stuff that really kind of, I don't know, gives you some that sort of give, fulfillment. Yeah, right, right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I find that it's really easy to just become complacent. And what you do over the weekend? Oh, I just watch TV or this or that. And it's like, are any of us really actively pursuing things that we actually want to pursue? Or do we just become victim of the day in and day out kind of a grind? Yeah. You know? That is that is an interesting question because I've, I've I've seen I've noticed a lot I've seen a couple of posts when it's in regards to um, that when it comes to like the Monday through Friday Monday through Friday how everyone's dragging through the week and then Friday you get all excited you get excited for two days and you're yeah. you're suffering the other five like right. well, that's no way to live life right. um, so it's just about switching your mindset and you know seeking the best out of each day and you know going from there. And everything's about perspective, too. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I've had different things in my life that have kind of put that into perspective for me. You know, I've, I had a lot of injuries when I was a kid. You know, uh, I had a pretty traumatic injury when I was a kid that, you know, put me in a wheelchair for a number of months. Yeah. And I think that just kind of put things into perspective for me is that, you know, you never, you never know how much time that you're going to get. Right. You know, so... And you, don't, you never know when it's going to be taken away. Something could kill me away. as I walk out exactly. of the shop yeah. today, you know, and... 
uh, hopefully you, you've been able to collect a number of memories and you know maybe pursued some things that you were passionate about that you know at the end of the day you know maybe you can feel good about your life you know I don't know right right so Jay how can we keep in touch and uh, keep following you and on your journey and... um, <laughs> uh, as far as as far as my business is concerned uh, this is the type of business that once you once you've built a following you can't really take on any more than you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. So at some point of cutting hair and, you know, uh, you know, managing a clientele, you're pretty much capped out at some point. You know? That's when you know you made it. When you when well, you say, the, I don't even want no more fans. I'm too bitten up. No, you know, it's not even about that. You know, of course you always want people to be talking about you in business. You right, know? right. You know, publicity is always good for business. Mm -hmm. But uh, at some point you, you stop. You, you turn the faucet off. Mm -hmm. you, you know, at some point, the faucet is full running, and then your cup is full, and you can't do any more than right. you're currently you can, doing. Yep, you can only take in what you so, can take in. I don't know, man. I'm, right now, I think I'm booked out two and a half weeks. I don't have an available slot for the next two and a half weeks. That's nice. You know, so... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I've got a really fantastic following, you know, and, and I can't even really take all the credit. There's been a lot of people that have helped me get to the point where I'm at right now. Well, yeah, it's all about that. You know, it's all always about collaborating and having a support system. Like, no one ever does it on their own. And if they tell you they do, then they got some issues. Yeah, if they did, they've got some serious, <laughs> serious skills. Yeah, you know? I, but I, it's, it's very rare. I personally rare that don't that, have all of those skill sets yeah. to, you know, get to where you need to be so you got to recruit people right. you know, get people on your side to help you be cheerleaders and you know help you out for sure and for to sure. inspire you for you know for you sure. inspire me with all your, your acting and stuff oh, like that so thank you. I, I, I don't know I think you can pull inspiration from anyone you know like this guy that collected right. Legos I find that inspiring mm -hmm. am I into Legos no not necessarily right. but I find it inspiring that there are people out there that are pursuing something that is a creative art that maybe not a whole lot of people are into. It's maybe not mainstream, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, or didn't, just didn't even know about it, so it's given them more outlets and opportunities to know that there's stuff outside the box that you yeah, can right. still pursue and achieve and have interest in. And, yeah, it's it's good to just, you know, keep learning and being op have an open mind. Um, that's the real key, have an open mind and... You know, not even for the sake of your 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 livelihood, though, but for the sake of your, uh, I guess your your own psyche, for, being for, able to stay yeah, sane right. day in and day out. Yeah. You know, if you've got no, nothing that's you know a driving force yeah. in your life, just, I feel sorry. Just for, for you. growth, you know, just continue to grow, like have an open mind. Just to have something to keep your interest every day. Right, right. You know. So, do you have any uh, social media anyone can follow you at? Uh, or? I just have a personal Facebook page. I don't even do Instagram, man. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me that they thought that that was a missed opportunity that I don't get involved in other social media platforms. But, I, you know, if I'm being honest, I always kind of thought that it would be cool to be the underground guy that was busy. Yeah. You know, and this is it's a twofold reason too. Is it? You know, I also wanted to be able to see my success from my craft. I wanted to be able to see my schedule, see that I'm, I'm booked and not wonder if it was because I had a really great marketing scheme or if it was because I was doing a really great job at my work. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to build a book of business solely based off of my work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess I can't say solely based off of that because I have gained clientele over the years because of, you know, a marketing scheme of going cross country and mm -hmm. such. But 
I, I don't advertise as far as you know an Instagram page or you know even a web page. I don't even have a website. I just have a personal online booking link mm -hmm. that I share with people personally. Right. Uh, and I, I wanted to do it that way because I thought, well, if you're busy and you're not advertising, that's a pretty good indication that you're doing a pretty okay job at your right. at your job. Right. And you also, know? yeah, it depends on the person. Like, social media is not for everybody. You yeah. got to you got to do what works for you and what you're doing see is working for you so there's no if it ain't broke don't fix well, it right? and again i think it has a lot to do with you know being passionate about something mm -hmm. is contagious right you know it's no different than in a sales environment people want to buy from people that are excited about their product right if you are excited about what it is that you're offering people will jump on board with that mm -hmm. they will get excited with you and I don't even think that you necessarily have to promote that. They just have to identify that you're jazzed up about what it is that you do, mm -hmm. and they want to be part of that. Right, exactly. And in what you, how you're doing it too, like that's another, you know, um, you're a prime example of what we were talking about is like focusing on the craft and everything else will follow. Like, cause you, you know, you're not doing the social media or anything like that. You're just keeping your head down, keeping busy, doing, you know, what yeah. you need to do, and you know you you'll get the praise elsewhere you don't you're not looking for it it's just coming you know it's just it's a reaping a benefit it's just like icing on on the cake at this point you know right. cherry on top because right. you're doing what you got to do and your name's getting out there to the people that matter most you know right. and keeping you and keeping you in business so that's yeah. all that yeah. really matters yeah. right cool jay appreciate that uh final question sure when it's all said and done what would you like your legacy to look like Oh, man, I want to be a community guy, and I never thought that I would be a person that would say that because I've kind of always envisioned myself to be uh, more of like a this vagabond traveling the country kind of a guy. You know, I never actually planned on planting myself in one place. I've always kind of had itchy feet. You know, mm -hmm. I'm someone that likes to get up and go and go do something and move somewhere else and, you know, try something different, and I've now in this career realized that I found something that I really love and now I think I want to be a I want to be a community guy. I want to be the guy in my own, you know, community that everyone knows and I also want to be known not just for barbering but for someone that is also going to go the extra mile to help the next person. Again, th this whole notion to sell art in here, you know, it, there's many different benefits of of getting the the public involved in your business. But I guess if if the real reason is, is that by tying other people into your business, it creates less of a business and it creates more of a culture. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, I'd like to think of Jay's Barbershop as less of a barbershop and more of like a club, more of like a, a platform for the next person to be able to launch their passions from. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an opportunity to come into this shop and not only just get a haircut, that's just, you know, that's the smallest component of this whole thing. But it's to connect people, maybe that traditional barbershop kind of a mentality where people go into a barbershop and they exchange business cards, they rub elbows with other like-minded people. The art on the walls that's sold by my customers is a, a means for the community to tie themselves together. This barbershop is more than just a business, it's more of like a, a community gathering, you know, where people can gather and exchange ideas and share different passions. Nice, nice. That's dope. Like, I, pretty good. I, I'd say <laughs> it's a pretty good legacy to leave yeah, yeah. behind. Cool. Jason, appreciate your uh, uh, being on. Yeah, uh, guys, uh, 
Jay's Barbershop out in Hamburg, New York. Um, he didn't give you any social media, but if you want to follow him on his personal Jason page, Lake. Jason Personal Lake. Facebook page, that's it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's mostly you about wanna, my own personal things if, now. I don't even promote barbering. I mean, for, uh, a but, whole lot. but Jay's a good guy. You know, he's a cool dude. Like, we've been friends or known each other for like eight years, you said, yeah, like man. since World Gym Day. So, even if, you know, you pick his brain, be his friend, you know, ask him questions. If you want to join him on that 46 hike sometime, maybe. Seven more to go. Or, or the next nine cross. More to go. Nine more to go. Or the next cross country, you know, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, appreciate it again, Jay. Thank you for ha being Thanks on. Thanks for taking the interest. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode. Um, you already know, guys, how I do it. Peace, love, and blessings. Until next time.